I'm Nathan. And I'm Dave. And we are experts in a field that should not exist. Welcome to Rough in the Diamond. The show where we review the most out of place. And the most iconic episodes. Of the greatest TV series. Rough in the Diamond. Rough, 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 rough. in the Diamonds. Dave, I'm not sure that I've ever seen an episode quite like this one. It's unique. It's actually really sophisticated. And right? You don't expect it to be. You, you do, it's it's like so many ways that are really subtle, but it just makes up for a really good experience. When you first saw that the next episode we were going to do takes place 100% on a computer screen, was this what you expected to see? I didn't expect to be as good as it was. There were a lot of subtle things in the episode that just added so much to it. It felt restrictive, right? It feels restrictive that you can only use a computer screen to tell the story. But somehow, rather than seeing a problem, they saw an opportunity and really developed a different way of storytelling and a real way of keeping excitement and pressure and stress on the character and on me as the viewer as I was watching it. It made you feel stressed like the main character, Claire, was feeling in the episode, just with... Like, there were lots of little audio cues, like she was on FaceTime and every now and again you'd hear the little FaceTime ringing when she was getting a new call. It just added to that, really helped that sense of stress and you really felt how the character was feeling. I like these episodes where the actual production value itself is really quite low. And I mean that in the sense that a whole episode just on a computer screen you and I could figure that out with our phones. Yeah, easy. Most of the video from this is literally a screen recording and phones. Unless they were yeah. using top-of-the-range cameras to actually film it, I don't think it really matters um, when mm. you're sort of viewing it the way you are. But somehow the way it's developed is incredibly sophisticated and so well-designed. It, it takes it from being you know, a high school idea to being this A-grade production. But yeah, this episode was just real good. I had a good time. Well, you better remind us, Dave, what is the episode we're reviewing today? Modern Family, Season 6, Episode 16, Connection Lost. We learned something very early on. Uh, This is an Apple laptop. Everyone has Apple phones. So I think it's very fair to say that this entire group of people are all wankers. Sounds about right. (laughs) Also loaded. Those things don't come cheap. In the episode, they've got like this big house and and their dad's like playing Halo on this like huge TV. Halo. Modern loaded family, man. (laughs) There's, There's plenty of dollars to go around, that's for sure. Yeah. And one thing to pick up at the very start is that she's at the airport having these conversations and her laptop's on speaker mode she doesn't have a headset right? or anything for me that was like the least believable thing of the episode <laughs> she's at the airport using a laptop on speaker mode and at the same time she has this amazing connection she must have full bars there i don't know how <laughs> an airport the wi-fi and... at this particular airport is amazing yeah i think they have wi-fi under every chair I think there was a time when you might have actually got a cable to plug in with. The minute they got rid of rotary phones, everything went to hell. When did Modern Family start airing? I feel like it was like 2010 or 2009, maybe. 
Yeah, I can't really talk to the model of Apple that they'd all be using back then. Maybe mm. that's not so important to the story. I don't know. Yeah, not really. It's important to me. We're getting, dis- <laughs> we're getting distracted. <laughs> Come on, mate. Keep your, keep your mind on the task, all right? So by way of explanation, we're seeing Claire's computer screen. Because she's on her laptop at the airport, she's using a number of different apps and windows we can see the phone calls that are happening between different people. We can see what's being searched for. We can see notepads, emails, as they're being brought up in real time. And that gives us view of the action, what's happening via a phone call. Or similarly, we actually get to see inside Claire's mind um, as she's typing things out, she's making lists, she's doing searches. A really, 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 really clever way of storytelling I, I can't think of a, a anything similar where we actually get to see inside the mind of the person in real mm. time. We don't have to see her facial expression necessarily. We can see what she's searching for or what she's thinking by the the digital activity that she's taking. It's very much a case, quite literally so, of show, don't tell. Um, like it shows us exactly, yeah, like you said, what she's searching, what she's looking at, how she's feeling. Like you can see that sometimes when she gets a call from someone, she'll pull up like some other photos and she's like distracted, that sort of thing. I loved, you know, at the start, we saw the video chat, we saw the browser. Um, at the start, she was micromanaging as well as multitasking, micromanaging her husband, worrying about dryer fires because there was, I think, a news pop up. I, I really love the way they use the to-do list in particular, to show that what was really important to her in the moment. They only had it at the start for like once or twice. Um, but then, yeah, it shows she's like reading the news article about the, the dry vent fire or something. Mm. And then so she gets and then she starts panicking about that. And she's like, can you vacuum out the dryer vent before I get home? And he's like, I'll absolutely do that. She just adds it to the list because she knows he's not. Thanks. It was a really good introduction. Like it gave us a taste of how we were supposed to engage with this episode and that what was coming through the rest of the episode is they actually was, you know, a problem and it went through the act of actually storytelling through the issue. We knew how to engage with, with that episode and what we were in for. It did a very good job of that, I think. And this is really, 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 really smooth. The, the screen does zoom in and out to maintain focus on particular things at any one time. We're looking at just the computer screen, but not really because it's not sitting around the frame of the screen for the whole episode. And we're looking through her eyes at the screen, but also not really because you get this zoom and also there are moments when she walks away from the computer. Yeah, that was interesting. I liked what they did with those moments. Um, when Gloria starts talking to her. Hola, Claire. Hey, Gloria. How's your trip? You can kind of hear in her voice she maybe doesn't want to have the conversation, I guess. And then she pulls up like a Pinterest collection and just like organization porn. And that told me so many things in the moment. It told me about their relationship. Uh, it told me about Claire's personality. And it was a funny joke because she searched for porn and then we realized it was organization porn. I love it. It was like four birds with one stone. Yes, yeah, so good, man. Hey, is that Claire? Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hola. Hello. Hey, Claire. I heard you mean to Haley. I was not mean to Haley. Okay, you're screaming. That was good. Love you too. Oh, God. I gotta go. 
But of course, this brings up the A story, the real problem, the issue of this episode. No one knows where Claire's daughter, Haley is. Oh, no. Whatever will they do? I've got to be that guy. All right. At this moment, did you have a guess as to where Haley actually was? Not. I'm not going to get to the spoilers, but... At this moment, I was like, mm, I think I might know. Yeah, it does. I kind of thought that as well. I was thinking, I mean, I didn't pick up, pick up on it straight away, but as it went on, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I see where this is going. Very classic sitcom kind of trope. Yeah. Yeah, it was well done. It went on such a journey. I did forget about it. I'm not, I'm not going to be cynical about that, but I had to ask. Yeah. Mm. And it's done such a good job of identifying what, Claire's character is like to me already. I was ready to go on this journey of her losing her mind and utilizing every digital resource at her disposal to find out where Haley is. It's it's like even if you hadn't watched any of the Modern Family series, you wouldn't know exactly from this episode what kind of character Claire is. Like she's you can figure out easily she's the classic archetype of like the the busy mum who's like juggling everything, juggling a job and a family and just trying to figure out what's going on. Very uh, micromanaging, wants to have everything under control. Yeah. It starts off with her, with Claire trying to find out where Haley is, who's her oldest daughter, but nobody seems to know. So she calls home where her husband is still playing Xbox Hello. Which is kind of funny because she just gave him a task to do and he hasn't done it. <laughs> and, and it's very much the case of she's asking her husband these questions and he's just distracted kind of half-heartedly answering them or pretending to answer them. She's like, okay, where's our other daughter? I can't remember her name. Um, and he's like, oh, I haven't seen her all day. And then she calls up her daughter and she's sitting in the same room behind him. <laughs> And he just, like, didn't notice at all. I really was on Phil's side through this whole thing. <laughs> I kind of was as well. I'm just like, hey, he's like, this is a working man. He's finally got, like, one good thing that he wants. And he just wants to relax and enjoy his day off. And it's Halo. He's got all this. He's not playing yeah, some... it's Halo, man. It's Halo. Classic. It's good on Was that Halo. Halo 1? What was he playing? I mean, it looked like it. There is, like, a flashback scene of him, like, the day before walking in with the bag saying, Waited in line for two hours, but I got it! And he pulls it out of the bag. Ah. It's Halo. I don't know, there's, there's a lot of Halo games now. Halo! Who knows? Was there actually a flashback in this episode? Not a flashback, sorry. I, it's just before, like, the Modern Family title card. Claire is re- watching a video that she took the day before when she's having an argument with Haley. And then near the end of the argument, Phil walks in and he's like, oh, are we making a whole movie? It cuts to the title card. Oh, no, that's great. That's great. For a second there, I thought I'd missed something really important that like deviated from the from the way they were showing the story. Claire also has a fake Facebook account, which that's, just goes to, actually, we already learned like exactly what she's like. Yeah, she's very much like likes to spy on her kids, is like super worried about them. We face a number of important issues around privacy, safety, and democracy. There's a, there's a moment here, and it's quite quick. 
um, on the screen it's, it says how to lodge a missing persons report. I noticed, and I think this was completely intentional, that you didn't really get an opportunity to look closely at that. And at that moment, the screen was packed with a lot of different windows and apps open all at once. What a great way to display what her mental state was in that moment. She was overwhelmed. There was pop-ups. There's bubbles everywhere. When when you've got a screen like that, you know exactly how that feels. And you know how she feels. Yeah. Oh, Mate, you know me. Whenever I've got Chrome open, I've got like a hundred plus tabs. Just <laughs> you've seen it, man. And you're a mess. <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm an absolute mess, man. <laughs> Mentally, physically, emotionally. There's a trope that happens in a lot of TV shows and movies that are kind of computer centric. That really grinds my gears. When you have to guess someone's password. Yeah. There is no way that you're ever going to guess someone's computer password. It's, it's like they just sort of get it first, second go. Unless your password is admin, admin, <laughs> username, password, you're never going to guess it. Mom's trying to guess Haley's iCloud password, which personally I think is an invasion of her privacy. Ooh, try password. The odds of anyone ever cracking a password using their brain is zero. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess it's kind of what they had to do for the episode. Otherwise, it wouldn't have gone through to that when she's like trying to find her daughter's iPhone. Did they guess the part? They did guess the password, didn't they? They did. Literally second, second try. And what was it? I'm in. What? What was it? Snoopy. Wow. Hmm. Oh, but there yeah, was a clue, wasn't there? One of the hints they give you for the password is make it something nobody knows about you or make it like your favorite literary character. And then she's like, oh, Snoopy. Okay. You know what? I, I feel like I can let that one through. It's it's possible. It's possible, man. And by using the Apple network, uh, they can tell via her GPS of her phone that she's at a chapel in Las Vegas. Oh, no. What is happening now? Does such an amazing job of showing how tense she is. It pulls up the map and then there's this very brief pause and then she's like, oh no, oh God, what is happening? And the the tension doesn't let up. She has to buy popcorn, a random lady jumps in on the call. I like your hat. It suits you. Oh, thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. Which serves her right when she's got a laptop on speaker at the airport. Her son's getting... A mohawk. She didn't ask her. <laughs> yeah, there's so many little, like the A plot is that her trying to figure out what's happening to her daughter, but there's all these extra little, not really plots, but just things that are going on to really immerse you in that level of she's got a million things going on she, and she's just trying to juggle everything at once. It made me feel stressed watching this episode. Yeah, it's manic. Absolutely. She believes she's in this terrible, terrible situation. And meanwhile, everything that rubs her up the wrong way is happening around her. <laughs> she's having to provide commentary on people's hats and buy popcorn and try to stop her son from getting a mohawk. Uh, Phil's, yeah, Phil's got it right. Just, just relax, man. It'll all be okay. It could be a computer glitch. Someone hacked her account. I just think we should stay calm until we know the story. Yeah. It's the classic dad who's kind of like chill, but sort of, sort of bumbling. At least that's how they portray him. Hello. 
I kind of, I thought it was funny how, I think it was Mitchell's birthday. Um, and she's reminded of that by looking at Facebook and she's like, oh crap, I forgot it's his birthday. She's saying to him, oh, I hope you got my present. Has it arrived yet? While she is simultaneously pulling up Ralph Lauren website to quickly buy him just a random shirt. Did it seem weird to you that she would forget his birthday when she's so ridiculously well organized? That was funny, right? Funny it seemed inconsistent. And, yeah. Not buying it. It really drew me out of the immersion, man. Terrible episode. <laughs> Take it all back. I was falling into that story when the book for pregnancy showed up at the door. Yeah, and you you had just about thought that that's exactly what it was, that they would figure it out. Like she's rushed off to get married, she's pregnant, so it's like a shotgun wedding, that sort of thing. Yeah, and Claire is google searching moms who raise their daughter's babies at the same time they think she's gone off with some guy whose surname is bailey so she would be Haley bailey oh there it is that's so good they assume this guy's an arsonist because there was an arsonist by andy bailey's name <laughs> and then she's like opening up the article and it's some dude who's like in his like 30s or 40s really dirty looking beard and she's like, oh, sending it to people. She's like, oh, do you think this this is, looks like the person? And they're like, no, that is very clearly not not him. I don't know if I liked Claire. Claire was a bit much for me. It's kind of the extreme of her personality that we're being shown because everything is happening and she's just not doing mm. well with dealing with it. It is a comedy. So I suppose we're always going to be seeing uh, the extremities of those sort of personalities. Yeah, I exactly. mean, it's it's just human to do it. She tries to be angry at her dad because she thinks her daughter did what she literally did herself. She's basically blaming her dad because she's like, oh, somehow this guy that my daughter is supposedly marrying, she got introduced to him by you guys, so it's all your fault. And you're like, hey, that's a bit of a stretch. Calm down. And I guess a, a regular viewer of the show would know, but we sort of learned as it went, that she'd done the same thing herself she'd got knocked up and married phil and did it all without her father's permission what goes around comes around huh yeah because he just answers back you're mad because your daughter got knocked up and ran off with some goofy guy to get married behind your back i can't even imagine what that must feel like he was he was really chill about it i actually really liked that yeah good what was his name i forgot his name he's just dad he's dad to me he doesn't have a name he's dad uh i don't remember his name coming up in the episode i tried to like catch people's names as i went heaven forbid i actually go on imdb and do some research oh mate we're professionals jay pritchett jay okay as portrayed by ed o'neill i know he's been in lots of other stuff but i just always think of him as married with children guy right yeah she's eating popcorn she's put on music and a slideshow of Haley. She's overreacting to a limited amount of information that she's got. And then she throws the popcorn away. That's just terrible. You're going to finish that? It's all quite emotional. Yeah, man. Just really hit me. We're actually most of the way through the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was 20 minutes. I did like kind of at the start. They did it only twice in the episode that I noticed. They gave you a sense of the time frame. 
like at the start she said i bought in 20 minutes and it's a 20 minute long episode and then hmm. after a little bit she says i have 12 minutes think Ugh. and then i checked those times and they line up with like how long is left of the episode which i thought was a it's minor a thing really but just a nice, nice touch. touch yeah and that must have been really challenging to like storyboard that 20 minutes accurately yeah you you can't just figure things out in editing you can't figure it out post if there's 12 minutes left you have to have very accurately predicted you've got eight minutes lined up beforehand and 12 to go right and it's like a case of they had actually accurately portrayed time in media for once rather than in just about every <laughs> okay okay this this drives me crazy every time okay just hear me out i'm branching a bit here go ahead but it's like when you watch an action movie and they have there's like a bomb going off and they're like oh we have a minute until the bomb's gonna go off and then it's like counting and you're counting in your head i will at least sometimes i start counting in my head from when the bomb goes off and then like by the time the bomb should have gone off they're like oh we only have 50 seconds left i'm like what is this is this a joke it happens am i a joke all the time all the time and they didn't do that here. Hats off to them. Or when when someone like dives underwater and you're like, okay, even if you have like really big, well-developed swimmer's lungs, you can only hold your breath for like two minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll sit on the couch and hold my breath for this entire time and I'm not moving. So I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to last longer. <laughs> and meanwhile, they stay underwater for like six minutes. <laughs> Wild. I think everyone in, in media, I think I figured it out, mate. I think everyone in media are lizard people so they can, yeah. like, mermaid people can breathe underwater. I don't know. It's just all part of the conspiracy, mate. It's bigger, bigger than ourselves. All part of the magic that is cinema. Yeah, magic of cinema. There is, there is a nice resolution when Claire realises that she had caused that same problem and anxiety and stress from her dad. She was worried that she'd missed all these important moments in Haley's life and realised that because of her own actions, um, she had taken those good things away from her dad's life. Yeah, and then she calls him up and, like, apologises and, you know, everything's happy again. He gives good advice. I like Jay as a character. Both both him and I think it was Mitchell who said, you know, even if it's not what you want, it might turn out to be exactly what you need. Whoa. Whoa, man. Mind blown. Galaxy brain moment. <laughs> well, there's one joke. This is just a really dumb little throwaway line that Phil says. It's when they believe that she's in Vegas from snooping on her phone or whatnot, but before they find out that she's supposedly pregnant, Phil is just like, if it helps, I can alert my magician contacts in Vegas. Although they are better at making girls disappear than they are. <laughs> like as he's saying that last line, he starts like laughing to himself and then it gets quieter and then he gets hung up on. I just like how they tell this little dumb joke to enjoy. It's just like he's, he's like laughing at, at his own joke as he's saying it and then he gets hung up on. It feels a little bit like what we talked about with The Office. Um, what season were we up to with, with this episode of Modern Family? Uh, six. Season six. I guess that's the difference, that The Office was just fresh into season two. But when you have really deeply well-designed characters and those little idiosyncrasies can continue to shine through, 
that stuff that the actor just knows their character would do can always be there. Yeah, that's so good. And I suppose, like, after six seasons, they'd have established that well and truly. Okay, and here's the surprise reveal. Haley finally calls. Where has Haley been this whole time? In bed in the house. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised. So it says at the start... I, I, I half went, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thought <Yeah>. so. <laughs> like, what's it going to be? Oh, no, it's just, it's very played very much into that trope of, like, the sitcom trope or of a whole series of coincidences, crazy coincidences, that turned out to be a misunderstanding. Yeah. It's a classic thing. When I was yeah. learning Latin, we read a play called the, I always, I can never say this right. It's the Aldularia. 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 Yeah. Two U's, two L's, three A's. <laughs> Man, I don't even know what to ask. Aldularia. It means it means the little pot. Uh, it's written by okay. uh, Plautus. Plautus. Okay. Short and stout. <laughs> here, here, here's and the sandal. It was written. Yeah. It's really old. It was written in one ninety. About 190. When you said, so not 190 years ago, but 190. 190 BC. Oh, wow. And in the Aldularia, there's an old man whose pot of gold is stolen. And at the same time, a young man has fallen in love with the old man's daughter, uh, has laid with her, and wants to marry her. And so the old man's in this fit, no one realizes that his gold's been stolen. The young man realizes he needs to marry this girl, and he, so he goes to the old man to have a conversation. And the conversation basically goes, um, "I've taken what's yours, but I'm a good man. I want to join your family. Please accept me." And the old man goes, "What? You, you took what's mine? You devil! You're evil! Why would I ever accept you?" And the guy's like, "No, I'm a really good person. Let me in." And it just goes to show that this this concept of like two people at odds over just a matter of miscommunication is is not a new joke. <laughs> but it, I tell you what, it was it was funny in 190 BC, and it's funny now. It's good, yeah. And like it felt like it was well done. At least it wasn't just even though a lot of the stuff was kind of a stretch, it was still funny just seeing it all play out. I have to say, it was it really was a stretch. You know, when the, the baby book came in, I was thinking like, oh, maybe maybe this is legit and she's run off. And this is like just a furtherance of, of you know, this greater story of modern family. And this is going to be like a big thing. But then to kind of say, I ordered a book for my boss who's pregnant. <laughs> it was just, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know, guys. It's like something that would happen in an anime or something like, oh, no, it's it's you talk a big misunderstanding because of all these things that just happen to be related, but completely unrelated at the same time. No problem. Correlation is not causation. True. At the end of the day, though, I thought it was a great story and a great episode, great characterization, great narrative, great ideas. You know, it's one thing to have an idea of, Oh, let's do an episode, but the whole thing's just going to be on, like, computer screen. It's another thing to pull it off and pull it off really well. 
It was well done. It was funny. You could learn a lot about the characters or at least you could see what the characters were like without having watched it. And I guess it wasn't really too tight in. You could sort of watch it at any point and and you wouldn't need to have a lot of backstory. Yeah, really good balance, now that you mention it, of like really sophisticated storytelling and also like it's there for casual watching. That's yeah, that's and, a hard thing. Yeah, and now as I'm saying it, I'm remembering like when they're trying to figure out, oh, she's supposedly married. Who did she get married to? And then she's calling all these different people to figure it out. And they're all just saying these things, just giving little bits of information, their guess as to who she might have married. And they're like, oh, no, she was dating this one guy. Oh, she's dating this guy. Um, it was just lots of tidbits of information that were they gave them to you as you needed them. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good storytelling. Kept our focus and our interest as we went along. It kind of unraveled, or we thought we were unraveling the mystery. But it was all a lie. Speaking of it all being a lie, Claire didn't ever read her daughter's work. She was supposed to be no, proofreading an assignment. Didn't. That's so upsetting! <laughs> and instead she lied about having read it and gave her positive feedback. Claire's a really bad person. <laughs> after all that, after all that about trust and truthfulness i guess that wasn't really the point of the episode but still i'm reading into it trust and truthfulness and clear lines of communication she just goes and tells first thing she does is lies to her her elder daughter and wasn't that as well like at the end after everything had been resolved she starts she reads like literally the first paragraph and then just says oh it was great lots of changes exactly it's like if it was during the episode it would make sense because she's still stressing about her daughter being pregnant slash married, whatever. But it's at the end after everything's figured out and she's like, oh, whatever. Pressure's off. She doesn't want to read it. To be fair, that was me in the uni days. And I had like some couple thousand word assignment due, which to be fair, isn't that big anyway. But still, I'd have to re- re- proofread it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to proofread it. Just run through the spell checker. She'll be right. You didn't proofread your assignments before you submitted them. I did, but sometimes I really didn't want to. You're an anarchist. Like, <laughs> chaotic good, mate. Chaotic good. <laughs> Come on, I'm sure you get you get the feeling, mate. One at one o'clock in the morning, the day before the assignment's due. Oh, you don't want to, like, but you you do. You do what yeah. needs to be done. I'm a little disappointed that I've never seen any other TV show follow this idea and have an episode all contained on a computer screen. I feel like there's lots of shows that could do that and have a really interesting episode. Yeah, again, it was nothing really big, but all the little things were done really well. Like I said earlier, just all the different, um, just the small little subplots, if you will. Yeah. Just thrown into the mix. By themselves, they weren't really anything special. It was just clearly the nature of these people. But when you put all those little pieces around this greater story... Uh, that's when it feels really real. Life is life and crazy things happen all at once. Yeah, it feels lived in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of being smug and superior. They're ignorant. You bring me the rough but never a diamond. Stupid and narcissistic. It's pushed up too far this time, man. They weren't nothing. Self-righteous life forms were eager to prosecute, to judge anything they don't understand. I don't understand. Lucky you said. Sorry? What? What the? Ah. Was it something I said?
Alright Dave, well we're reaching the point in the episode where we give our thoughts on what this episode must be about had this been the only episode of Modern Family that we'd ever watched. So Dave, tell me, what is Modern Family about? Okay, so Modern Family is centred on the titular character Claire Modern a highly independent and capable yet easily stressed mum who is married to a lovable but completely hapless man, Phil Modern. One day, while Googling ways to up his Halo game, Phil accidentally triggers an ancient curse, causing the entire modern family, save Claire, to be sucked into her laptop. At first, this is like a holiday for Claire, as her family is only able to communicate with her via FaceTime, and she's able to focus on her career and not have to deal with her family's problems. She enjoys a stress-free life on her own for a while, contacting her family semi-frequently, assuring them that she is doing everything she can to break the curse. Eventually, she realizes that despite all the work she has to do, she misses her family and starts looking for a way to break the curse and free her family from their laptop-bound existence. Dave, I have to say that I feel like this part of our show has gone from what do you think this episode is about to what's... (laughs) <laughs> What's the longest bow you can possibly draw in pretending that what you want this show to be about is what it is about? <laughs> because I guarantee yeah, well, <laughs> at no moment did you actually think <laughs> that one, her name was Claire Modern, <laughs> and two, <laughs> that Phil, play, whilst playing Halo, triggers an ancient curse <laughs> that involves computers. Okay, I said while he was... He was googling ways to up up his Halo game. Not while his How does he Halo, trigger so. an ancient curse on the internet? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy world, man. Okay, this is what happened. But uh, yeah, you know what? There's no argument. There. No argument. This is Guilty whack. as charged. Guilty as charged. You probably have a more grounded in reality version. So uh, hit me. Modern Family is a week to week technologically focused TV show dwelling on the family's obsession with technology. Claire can't stop organizing or running her life on her laptop and calling and controlling everyone. Phil is glued to the TV and his games consoles. The kids, well, they're kids, so whatever. They're always using technology. The neighbors are fabulous whatever that means. And Jay is a boomer and can't do any of the things. This is the source of humor. Everyone walks a tightrope between lovable and insufferable. Week to week, they play this balancing act. How do we maintain the cringe of being a member of this mess and yet appreciate them as people along the way? I actually have no idea. Let's just hope that they do. See, they're modern. They're modern. That's the thing. And that's what Modern Family is about. I know, man. It's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, 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 you actually thought yours out. I, I did. I thought, okay, I thought mine out, but in a completely different way. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I've got no problem. I think yours is great. It just it more closely resembles... Um, you know the plot it's of a the fanfic. It, it... <laughs> hey, bro, do you want to read my Modern Family fanfic? You're, you're shipping the characters of Modern Family. <laughs> shipping them with, with the laptop. 
Uh, I, I I just think that your story more closely resembles the plot of The Mummy starring Brendan Fraser than it does Modern Family, that's all. Could that be our next episode, The Mummy? I don't know. As in the film, The Mummy. Yeah. Why not? Because it's not an out-of-place episode of a greatest sure. one of the greatest TV series. Oh, yeah, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, Dave, why don't you remind us what our next episode is? The next episode we will be watching will be Charmed, Season 2, Episode 5, She's a Man, Baby, a Man. No matter how hard we try, we always find ourselves back in the 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s, man. I guess to be fair, they had a lot of original, innovative ideas, if not poorly executed, but at least they tried, (laughs) right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if not, like, socially inappropriate. <laughs> if not concepts that yeah. would never stand on television today. <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. Uh, uh, spoiler, one of the Charmed Sisters does get transformed into a man, including all uh, stereotypical gender roles built in. Yeah, <laughs> the whole works. Two for the price of one. <laughs> That is one way of looking at it. <laughs> I'm not sure that our listeners would feel <laughs> feel they're getting a benefit from watching this episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm Nathan, and you can find me on Twitter at Good Jibes Only. And I'm Dave, and you can find me on Facebook at Rough in the Diamonds Memes, or on Twitter at Rough in the Diamonds. Music and interstitials by Scott Buckley Music and Headshot to the Heart. Well done. After watching that, would you watch more Modern Family? Honestly, I would. That was pretty entertaining. Had a good time. That's pretty good. Yeah. I definitely want to find out how they break the curse. God damn it, Dave.